Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, I'm going to be wrapping up my ayahuasca experience in Costa Rica at uh, the Rhythmia. And I'm reading uh, my journal entry prior to the final uh, evening of ayahuasca ceremony. And uh, just to read a, a small part of it, it says, I'm preparing for my final ceremony, and it's called the Celestial Party. It's interesting because when I think of a party, I think of alcohol, maybe drugs, although there will be ayahuasca, boisterous fun and laughter. Tonight is the night we celebrate miracles. Um, I will love myself and be honest. My intention for life, in quotation marks, can't wait to go back home in Toronto, but at the same time, I love right now, being present. Mindful, mindfulness, loving, compassion, truth, reality. It's very uh, nostalgic. I know I've, I've said that word a few times uh, going over these uh, memories of my time at Rhythmia, but I think what really stood out to me after rereading some of my journal entries from that time was the fact that I definitely had an enormous shift in my state as far as the way I thought, um, my opinions, uh, the way I behaved, my judgments it was all it was all a huge transformation i couldn't get over the fact that i loved myself i had a significant download during my stay there and i know that i definitely still carry on a lot of those positive self-care self-loving um, practices, but certainly um, I lost a lot of the the high, you can say, and I don't mean the high from the ayahuasca. I mean just as cliche as it sounds, being high on life. Um, I remember the fourth night, which was the celestial party. It actually goes all night. Um, it was very um it was very different because we had um a gentleman a shaman who uh studied under one of the oldest shamans alive um i believe he has since passed but he was uh a hundred i believe or um maybe even older than a hundred and he was one of the more uh, long-standing lineages um, uh, among the, the among his people and uh, the sham the shaman uh, community. So uh, that fourth night, um, I actually didn't feel anything, and obviously, the night before I had my. Um, miracle or rather my my awakening and so it didn't really it didn't really seem pertinent for me to have um any effects from the ayahuasca on the fourth night um 
I remember all three nights prior, I didn't, I didn't get sick as far as like throwing up goes. But on the fourth night, so the celestial party, I kept having to go to the washroom and I thought that's fine. I can live with that. Um, but at one point, uh, I think after the third time I went to the washroom, as I came back to my mattress, um, I immediately had to, had to get sick. And there was uh, another gentleman who I think was apprenticing as a shaman um, who was walking around to those that were getting sick and um, blessing them with a sacred ceremonial, I think form of like, um, like alcohol or, or something to that effect. And um, what he would do is he would uh, take a swig out of like this, this jar um, um, and, and he would, he would spray you with this, uh, with, with this sacred, um, alcohol or, or something to that effect. And he would do it, um, like at each corner. So he would do it four times walking around you. And, uh, I remember I, I was, I, I got sick, so I knew it was coming. And uh, I remember right before he was going to uh, spray me with this liquid, uh, he was like, uh, close your eyes, <laughs> because I believe the liquid would, would sting your eyes. Um, near the end of the ceremony, so it's already morning now, they had us gather around and they had us broken up into two groups. I think they had uh, two groups of men and two groups of women and they all would like spray us with the liquid um, to bless us. They had these uh, sacred, um, almost like leaves or fans to, to bless us. Um, and I remember it was uh, certainly thinking back, I was like, I'm a little, a little bit grossed out by it now, but at the time it, it felt, it felt fine. And, um, it, it felt, I think the energy was so positive. It felt really good. And that last evening, um, Jerry, the, the founder, uh, joined us for ceremony as well. And, uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. Like everyone stayed up all night. Um, everyone was just riding high on, a lot of like good vibes. Um, actually, I remember earlier that day, prior to ceremony, uh, on my way to the first uh, workshop, I ran into, or I saw um, a, a dear friend of mine who I guess saw me walking down and she stood there waiting for me with her arms wide open and uh, it's always it's always a good feeling when when you share uh, an intimate like moment like that with someone, and I'm so proud to uh, call her my friend to this day. Uh, we spoke actually just last night uh, via WhatsApp, but um, she was just updating me on the current state of affairs um, in California, and uh, we're just. I just messaged her back uh, as far as what things are like in Toronto. It's uh, currently a state of emergency at the moment. 
So, um, yeah, I remember giving her such a huge hug and walking down to uh, the workshop together. And I remember her telling me about her experience the night before. And it sounded like she had her miracle that evening as well. Um, she said that she had a, a lot of uh, close interactions with specific individuals that participated in the ceremony, including myself. She said she envisioned me as a shaman and that I was, um, that I was like uh, looking after her or guiding her. Um, I, I also remember, um, which I didn't mention on my previous episode uh, of my third night of ceremony, that I, I could, I knew where uh, this friend was sitting in the room. And I remember when, when she started to get sick and in my mind and in my heart, I just, I was just like begging that she has um, some relief and that she doesn't experience um, any pain. And although I didn't like vocally express that in my mind and in my heart, I was really, at the time, obviously, you know, you know, I had the one gentleman next to me who couldn't stop laughing, another woman behind me who was violently purging. Like, I, I really wished everyone to be, to, to kind of, like, stop <laughs> being sick. Or, But obviously, um, I now realized that they were actually just healing. Everyone was going through a healing process. So it was, um, it was a great experience. And... I, I did, uh, I think I left on either the Saturday or the Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. And uh, I, you know, I spent a lot of uh, time with my newfound friends. And uh, to be honest, I considered them family. And um, I, had a, I had an amazing experience. As I mentioned, I'm still living a lot of the the truths that I learned from Rhythmia today, I still, I still get, my mom still mentions how much I've changed since that time. And, um, I think it's, it's a good thing. I remember, um, so afterwards the final day you had a few workshops, but it's very much of a very heavy, um, like you put in a lot of work through the workshops and you put in a lot of work through drinking the ayahuasca. So the Friday, the Saturday, um, the Sunday was kind of a little bit more lax, uh, more chill. You had an opportunity to go to the beach and do perhaps some of the things that um, you couldn't do during the week. And I tried surfing again. I couldn't catch a wave. But it was great just to be with the people you just um, shared uh, ayahuasca with. And it, it really connects you. Um, even if you didn't have an opportunity to sit down and have a thorough conversation, you're still so connected through the ayahuasca experience that regardless of whether you know their past, present or what their future holds you just can't help but 
speak to one another in a way where it's just you're 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 instantaneously connected it's it's incredible um so uh the the friday uh, after uh the celestial party um we had an opportunity to eat some breakfast i think we jumped right back into workshops um a lot of the workshops though were held in i think the morning and then in the afternoon and the evening there was uh there was nothing so you really kind of had um, the remaining evening to to catch up on sleep obviously from not sleeping the night before and i remember uh writing in my journal and just being so happy i felt that there was this new level of happiness that I I would never forget or I would never lose. Uh, sure enough, as you know from perhaps um, my previous uh, podcast on this series of ayahuasca, I lost it about, I think, three months after, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty good um, as far as um, kind of riding that wave of happiness. Um, what else? Oh, the workshops uh, post that final evening of ayahuasca was all centered around integration because obviously you're in a very controlled environment. So it's very easy to sustain a certain level of happiness and joy and bliss and so on and so forth. But we all know that the world isn't working that way. And ultimately, when you return back to your respective cities or, or town, you're going to have to learn to get back into the routine while at the same time living some new values. So there was a lot of integration around that. I knew that the first thing that I wanted to do as soon as I got back um, was, was call my dad and... Uh, and have a conversation with him, uh, considering I didn't speak with him for uh, a good almost 20 years. And I knew what I wanted to do. Obviously, some things happened sooner than later and other things happened later than sooner. But as I say, better late than never. So after I uh, spoke with my dad, we had a, a good conversation. Um, he was very surprised that I called. Uh, the next day, uh, my mom invited me to her place for lunch, and my sister and her family was going to be arriving as well. Um, when I got there, my mom noticed that I was a little bit tanned because I didn't mention to her that I was going to Costa Rica. And I told her I just got back from Costa Rica. I drank this ayahuasca, and I, I plan on, I, I want to like leave my job, and I want to do all these things. And like, any typical mom, she's like, oh my God, my son's on drugs. He's going crazy. But after I told her what happened with, um, with, with my dad, uh, with, with dad rather, uh, she, she got a little bit teary eyed and she just seemed really relieved. And she, she believed as well that I've changed. So it was, um, it was definitely, uh, a blessing and she was really happy with my 
my new found um, interest in living a more healthier life uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So, so yeah, um, I think not too long after that, uh, I went out to a couple of social events and I had an opportunity to share my experience uh, with many of my friends and family. And they were all very either intrigued or surprised or just super supportive. I remember I developed a really close relationship uh, with a, a, a friend of mine who I only knew as an acquaintance, but after he invited me to his birthday, uh, it was one of those sweeping invitations, almost like if, like on Facebook, if you show up, it would be great, but if you don't, you know, no big deal. And I was one of those surprises that showed up. He's like, oh, didn't anticipate you would come. And uh, I told him where I had where I had just arrived from and what I was doing there. And then figuratively speaking, it felt like I hijacked his, his birthday because uh, he was on this, I think he said, five-year um, self-improvement, self-help kind of like a journey. And, um, it, you know, ayahuasca can very much be classified as self-help. A lot of people associate it with like 10 years worth of therapy in one night. So um, it, it really drew in a new crowd into my life, uh, a new group of friends. Uh, and typically people I don't, I wouldn't say I would have associated myself with. Um, I joined a, a men's group where we get to, uh, where I haven't been able to join in any of the meetings, but uh, normally we get together and share topics that may not feel comfortable um, being discussed perhaps with um, other friends or family members. But this is uh, more of a safe space where we could really uh, discuss what we're experiencing, any hardships, all while supporting each other. It's, it's incredible. It's no different from I know some of my friends, uh, my female friends, will have like women's circles and they'll go off to an excursion together and they'll devote a certain amount of time around speaking to what's going on in their lives, kind of catching everyone up. Um, it's uh, somewhat um, like very uh, organized in a sense where each person will have an opportunity to speak for 10 or 15 minutes without anyone um, interrupting or sharing their thoughts. And then they'll all kind of um, join in to help each other and support each other on new ways to overcome any hardships, pain, so on and so forth. So yeah, I, um, I got back and I just, I dove headfirst into all kinds of stuff. I started practicing yoga, a lot of which I haven't been practicing lately but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely start. So um, that's, that's pretty much the end of my ayahuasca series of episodes. Um, really grateful for all of you that are listening. I really appreciate your support and encouragement. If you're getting um, anything out of these podcasts, I'd love to 
hear back from you. Any feedback would be great. You could reach me at nthpod at gmail.com. That's nthpod at gmail.com. My name is Kevin. Thank you so much. 